Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. The letters of the Bible. We're in Romans chapter 4. Paul is continuing. He's trying to get us to understand about access to eternal life and how one will get it. Access to eternal life. That's what we're talking about. That's what his focus is here. The beginning, how you become a part of the body of Christ, how you get into the kingdom of heaven. Okay? He's not talking about after you get into the kingdom of heaven. So make sure. See, people mess this up and they just don't understand this part of it. Paul's trying to tell you this is the first step getting into. Let's look at Romans chapter 4 and Paul's going to give us examples of those that lived before in the Old Testament. Romans chapter 4 verse 1. What shall we say? By the way, we use a King James Version Bible, so please follow along with us with the King James Version. Also, we ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Jesus as we do this study. What shall we say then that Abraham, our father, as pertaining to the flesh, has found? For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath whereof to glory, but not before God. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Now, to him that worketh is the reward, not reckoned of grace, but of debt. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Even as David also described, describeth the blessedness of man, unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works, saying, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Cometh upon the circumcision only, or upon the uncircumcision also? For we say that faith was imputed or reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. How was it then reckoned? When he was in circumcision or in uncircumcision? Those are questions. Not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of righteousness of faith, which he had yet being uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all them that believe, though they be not 
circumcised that righteousness might be imputed unto them also. And the father of circumcision to them who are not of the circumcision only, but who also walk in the steps of that faith of our father, Abraham, which he had being yet uncircumcised. For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through righteousness of faith. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of none effect. Okay, it's pretty simple. Because the law worketh wrath, for where no law is, there is no transgression. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to the only, not to that only which is the law but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead, and calleth those things which, we, which be not as though they were. Who against hope believed in hope? that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about an hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at all at the, I'm sorry, he staggered not, meaning wavered, not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. In being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also to whom it shall be imputed if, we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered from, for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. That's it. You see, it's all there. We're going to go through it, okay? <laughs> but it's all there. Paul is letting you know about the difference between faith and works, okay? which, of course, is the works of the law, which means that you can't get into eternity or get eternal life by keeping the law. You can't get into the body of Christ by keeping the law. That was all Paul was saying there, but he was giving us examples. Let's go back and take a look at verse 3. For what saith the scripture? So Paul is referring to the Old Testament. That's what he's talking about. Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. So Abraham believed, and because Abraham believed, it was counted to him for righteousness. He believed what God told him, in other words. And 
I want us to make sure we understand that Abraham believed, all right? That's what Paul is talking about. It wasn't anything Abraham did that was made him righteous, meaning keeping the law. It was that to him. And then we see also Paul mentioning David. David talks about, um, verse 6 says, even as David also described the blessedness of man unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works. So you understand it's done because of grace and because of faith. You get into the body of Christ, you become a Christian, you will receive eternal life because of faith, all right? Saying, verse 7, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute his sin. And see, that's another thing. So Paul's letting us know that he's bringing it to the point at the end of this chapter, talking about Jesus and what he did. He's letting us know that there's going to come a time where the sins that we've committed are going to be covered and taken away. And when that happens, you will be blessed, a blessed person. So it's interesting. In verse 10, what is um, Paul's question? Okay, and this is for the people who think that works get you into the kingdom of heaven. It's an interesting thing. I was talking to a Jehovah Witness, and she was saying that uh, she did not get baptized into the church, even though she goes to the church every week and has for a long time. She has not um, been baptized as a Jehovah Witness because she still has sin. She, she still th- she does things that she do, shouldn't do. And um, in her sin, of course, uh, for her, um, when she first started getting together with the Jehovah Witnesses, it was gambling and smoking. And the gambling she doesn't do anymore, so she's completed half of it. <laughs> and the smoking she's trying to give up. And see, the Jehovah Witnesses won't baptize you unless you're perfect, you see. Works getting you into the kingdom of heaven, the opposite of what the Bible teaches. Okay, so that's just an example. Okay, so Paul is going to ask a question here in verse 10. And it says, how was it then reckoned when he was circumcised or in uncircumcision? So, Um, He's saying Abraham, he was reckoned, meaning righteous, okay? Abraham was considered righteous, and Paul's question is, was he considered righteous before he was circumcised or after he was circumcised? That's the question. Before he did the work, before he did what God wanted him to do. That's Paul's question is that God considered him righteous because he got circumcised, all right? In other words, I put it in many ways. Maybe you'll understand one of them. 
And Paul's answer is simple, not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. So before uh, Abraham was circumcised, because God told him to be circumcised, Abraham was considered righteous in God's eyes because he believed in what God was saying to him. His belief made him righteous in God's eyes. Not the fact that he did what God wanted him to do after he believed, which is what Christians are supposed to do. You get into the kingdom of heaven and you, it's a free gift. But once you're in the kingdom of heaven, God has work for us to do. And so we do works after we get into the kingdom of heaven. All right? So that's what Paul's talking about. He's getting into the kingdom of heaven. He's talking about the righteousness, the faith, that brings you into the kingdom of heaven. Uh, verse 12 tells us, And the father of circumcision to them who are not of the circumcision only, but who also walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham. So Paul is saying that Abraham is the father of all who... Faith is a gift from God. That's the only place you get faith from. God gives it to you. You don't choose it, okay? And God don't give it to everybody, all right? He gives it to those he chooses to give it to. So this is talking about the faith of Abraham, that he believed in what God had said and what God had did, okay? So the faith of our father Abraham, which he had being yet uncircumcised. For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Okay, so the law didn't get Abraham righteous in God's eyes. And the law doesn't make you a part of the kingdom of heaven. Okay? For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of none effect. So Paul is saying, if the law can do it, then, then there's no reason for faith, okay? If we had the ability to keep the law, then we didn't, wouldn't have need faith, would we have? The faith is the easier one for us to do, okay? You receive the gift from God, you believe, and you've received the gift of faith, and you're a part of the kingdom of heaven. You don't have to keep any law to enter into the body of Christ. This is talking about the first step. That's what it's talking about. People confuse this and try to go back and make this at, Paul's talking about after you become a part of the kingdom of heaven. No, that's not what Paul's talking about. He's talking about the first step, which is faith. So in 16, therefore it is a faith that it may, might be by grace. So why is it grace? Because we don't do anything. We can't get that faith unless God gives it to us. And God only gives it to us because of his grace, okay, upon us. Grace, unmerited favor. We didn't do anything to deserve the gift of faith, okay? So to the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed not to the that only which is of the law, okay, not a, just not those that are connected to Abraham fleshly according to the law and following the law and Jews and all that stuff, but to that also which is of 
the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. So again, it's not talking about keeping the law. Paul's reiterating it a second time, third time, fourth time. So we understand it has to do with if we have faith like Abraham had faith, then we will be a part of the kingdom of heaven. And he's going to talk about what we have to have faith in, okay? So we have to have faith. We've got that part down, Paul's telling us. But he's going to end up the chapter by letting us know what we're supposed to have faith in, okay? Verse 19 says, And being not weak in faith, he's talking about Abraham, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. So you see, God had promised Abraham he would have a son. Abraham wasn't capable of really producing a son, and Sarah definitely wasn't capable of producing a son. But Abraham still believed. God said he would give it, so he was going to give it. He believed, no matter what. And it says he wavered not at the promise of God through unbelief. So he believed. He did not worry. He knew God's promises were true but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And he was praising God and giving glory to God because he knew God was able to do this. You see, the power of God, God. Abraham knew the power of God. Do you know the power of God? Verse 21, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was also, what he, he was able also to perform. This is very important. Paul is letting us know that Abraham had no doubt that God could do what he said he could do. Okay? Do you doubt that God could do what he says he can do for us? I hope not, because he can. 22, and therefore it was imputed. So because he believed in what God said and said and knew that God would fulfill his promise. He knew it. He knew he could do it. He knew he would do it. And he believed. That's how he was given righteousness, imputed righteousness. Okay? So, what is verse... Um, 23 say now it was not written for his sake alone so letting us know what happened with abraham was not just for abraham's benefit okay and that he had faith and and that he believed that god would do what he said he would do that it was imputed to him but for us also okay so now paul's going to tell you what our faith Okay, what our faith is. What's the faith? What are you supposed to believe? What do you believe to be a part of the kingdom of heaven? What is the gift of faith from God to believe in? Okay, let's find out what it is and not the nonsense that they teach in churches today. But for us also, to whom it shall be imputed, we will have righteousness, we will be a part of the kingdom of heaven, if, big if, 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 what? 
we believe on him that raised up Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. So, if we believe that God raised Jesus, who is our supreme in authority, he's the head of the church. That's what Paul is saying. God put Jesus ahead of the church. He's our shepherd. He's the head of the church. That's what this is saying. Supreme in authority. And he raised Jesus. God did. God raised Jesus from the dead. And so that's the faith. That's part of what God tells us. To, that he gives us that gift. And the gift is believing that God did rise Jesus or raise Jesus from the dead. So do you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead? Now there's those out there that say that Jesus rose himself from the dead. Not, no, that's not the faith. No, Paul's telling us, no, no, our faith is in God that rose Jesus from the dead. Not that Jesus rose himself from the dead. So there's a problem there. And what was the next part that we got to believe? Who was delivered for our offenses. So why did Jesus die? Because we sin, okay? We sin, and that's why Jesus died. So that's another thing you got to believe. We sin, so Jesus died because of our sin. And was raised again for our justification. So... After Jesus died, he rose back from the dead for our justification. That means that because he did that, and this is what we believe, because Jesus died for our sins and then he came back to life, we will also. Okay? That's what it's talking about. So we will be justified because our sins will be placed on Jesus. That what we're to believe. And that's just getting into the kingdom of heaven. That's just becoming a part of the body of Christ. That's what Paul is letting us know, is that we have to believe that Jesus died, that we have to believe in God who raised Jesus. So you got to understand, Abraham did not um, just talk to God and just believe, meaning just talk to God. <clears throat> Abraham talked to God and he talked to the other one called Melchizedek. Abraham had talked to God and Abraham had also talked to Jesus as Melchizedek because that's who he was before he became Jesus on earth. So Abraham talked to both of them. And actually, that's the only person that actually talked to both God the Father and Jesus, who was Melchizedek. And so you have to believe, see, Paul's saying you have to believe in him who raised up Jesus. So you've got to know that there's God the Father and then there's Jesus, the Son of God. They're not the same person. Okay, And so if you believe that they're the same person, you have a big problem because you don't know God the Father. Okay, 
and it's important you must know God the Father and believe in him he's the one with the power God gave Jesus the power okay Jesus isn't God or he wouldn't have needed someone to give him the power okay so understanding that you have to believe in God that you have to believe that uh, Jesus was raised from the dead by God that you have to believe that Jesus died for our sins and that you have to believe that Jesus was raised again so we know we can be raised again because when we're raised again we will be justified in God's sight our sins will be gone we have access to eternal life through this belief okay and that completes Romans chapter 4 we'll pick it up in Romans chapter 5 next time Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky Lucky? In line at the deli I guess? Aha in my dentist's office more than once actually Do I have to say? Yes you do In the car before my kids PTA meeting Really? Yes Excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky I never win and tell well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.